Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. My message today is titled Grace Upon Grace, Grace Upon Grace. And I want you to see a picture after the uh, title page just to so that you can see this. I'm going to come back to the verse. I don't know how many, I didn't get many takers on the first service, but I, how many of you know what an artesian well is? It's not just a fancy name for a well. So uh, what you're looking at is a photo of an artesian well. There's no pump involved. Water just comes out of this pipe endlessly. It just keeps flowing. And when I was a, a young man, somewhere between the ages of 9 and about 14 years old in, in, in Florida, in the summer times, and it wasn't always summertime because it's Florida, when we were hot, uh, a few of my friends and I, I had some older friends and lived in a great neighborhood, and we'd get on our bicycles, and um, we would ride two or three miles, it was, to, to this spot where we loved to go swimming, and there was a swing rope, and it was just a nice spot. Uh, the way it was all set up, it was perfect for what we were doing. But it's Florida, so on the way, this was pre, you know, now you buy a bicycle and it's got a little spot for you to put water bottle. We didn't have that. If you wanted water, you carried water in some other way or form uh, on your bike. But on the way, so about midway, there was an artesian well in a field or a, uh, a wooded area right off the side of the road. And so we would cross the fence and go over there and get a drink from this artesian well. And it literally had an 8 or 10 inch pipe. It had an elbow. This is not a picture of it. But it had an elbow and it was just gushing water out constantly. I mean gushing water out created its own pond and, and, and creek system because it was constantly flowing there. And we would just enjoy a fresh drink of cold water. And this being Florida, it was awesome to be able to do that. And we might get a drink on the way over. We might get a drink on the way back because we obviously weren't drinking creek water. Um, that would not be good. And, and what it represents, and the reason I bring it to your attention today, is that that well represented an inexhaustible supply. Say inexhaustible. inexhaustible. So that means you could never exhaust the supply. Um, it, it was pouring out so much water that you couldn't possibly excuse me, exhaust its supply. We could literally swim in it because it had created its own pool 
from the constant flow of this fresh underground water. It was drinkable water. Um, and, and, and so we loved stopping there just to get a refreshing on our way over our, our way back. Let me take you back to the scripture now. John 1 verse 16. And of his fullness we have all received. Say all. And grace... For grace. My message is titled, Grace Upon Grace. Grace for grace. That means a heaping supply. An abundance, if you will. The infinity of God has been brought to us in Christ Jesus. The immeasurable bounty of the great King of kings and the Lord of lords was placed in Christ Jesus and delivered or made available to us. Say, I need His grace. But I have His grace. Hallelujah. We now can become partakers in the fullness of God that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I'm pausing for effect. My goal today is to help you see that at the moment of your reconciliation, God's inexhaustible supply is available. That's why or what you have in Christ. His inexhaustible supply is available to you. Somebody shout, I got it. (laughs) Let's see what we've got and how to put it to use today, all right? Uh, So what we've got, and I'm taking you uh, to John chapter 1. Now I'm going to read verses 14 through 18. So get it inside of the whole context. I read the verse already, but this is the CEV or the contemporary English version. The Word became a human being and lived here with us. We saw His true glory, the glory of the only Son of the Father. From Him, the complete gifts of undeserved grace and truth have come down to us. Say, I've got it. John spoke about him and shouted, this is the one I told you would come. He is greater than I am because he was alive before I was born. And here it is now from the CEV version, that same verse. Because of all that the Son is, we have been given one blessing after another. Oh, that's heaps of blessings. One blessing after another. Have you ever had one of those days or that period of time when it just seemed like God kept heaping blessing on top of blessing? Bill Gaither sang about 50 years ago. If he keeps on blessing and blessing, if he keeps on pouring in on, if my cup gets fuller and fuller, and he keeps on giving a song, I can't remember the next words. Some of you do. But anyway, just blessing upon blessing is what this scripture says. The law was given by Moses. 
But Jesus, somebody say, but Jesus. <laughs> Christ brought us undeserved kindness and truth. No one has ever seen God. The only Son who is truly God and is closest to the Father has shown us what God is like. So the first thing that you must see is that the fullness of God was housed in a human. The fullness of God was housed in a human. That humanity could somehow contain infinity is mind-blowing to me. I don't think you get it. That humanity can somehow contain infinity is mind-blowing. You know God is infinite, right? Immeasurable. Never-ending is what infinity means. It never ends. God is infinity, and yet, He came in the form of a man. Somehow contain infinity. We must, however, comprehend this truth. We can be full of God. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, you're full of God. You're full of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've used that term, but you weren't going where I went, were you? But that's what we should be saying to our brothers and sisters in Christ because we want them to know, we want them to understand, you're full of God. Infinity. Immeasurable. Is in you. Hallelujah. <laughs> you need to pull that to your bosom. You need to fully embrace it. Nowadays, when we go out to eat, Pastor Amy and I, we almost always bring home leftovers. There was a time, though. <laughs> there was a time. There was no such thing. Because what they delivered to our table, I could contain it. Even when Pastor Amy didn't eat all of it, I was glad to oblige. In other words, there was no such thing as leftovers. I could contain it. Now, that's not the case today. We know pretty well when we go, if it's anything, a sit-down restaurant, we know we, in fact, no, don't even bother to get the bread up front. Or at least don't go heavy on it. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. Yeast rolls with cinnamon and butter. Oh, glory, hallelujah. So there was a time that I had a greater capacity to contain all that was delivered to our table. But with God, you cannot exhaust his fullness. Are you hearing me? You cannot exhaust his fullness like an artesian well. You cannot make it stop. It will literally somehow find a way. 
It will not be exhausted. It will explode out. It will come out someplace else. Listen to verse 16 again. And of his fullness, we have all received. Do you see that word again? We have all received. (laughs) That's what I meant when I said, tell your neighbor, you're full of God. Of his fullness, you have all received. Do you need to discover what it means to be full of God, though? you got to discover this. There is a fullness in Christ. Right? That's what that scripture was saying. There's a fullness in Christ. There is a fullness first of essential deity. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. That's what I meant when I said that somehow infinity could inhabit humanity. For in Christ, Paul says, inspired by Holy Spirit, he writes, in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. All the fullness of God in a human body. There is this essential deity. He is God. And there is a fullness of perfect manhood, for in him bodily that Godhead was revealed. Fully God, fully man, both and. No longer either or, both and. There's a fullness of perfect manhood. For in him bodily that Godhead was revealed. So this is what was and what is possessed or contained in Christ. In him, everything, the fullness of God was contained. All of God was contained in Christ Jesus. You hear me? You're still with me? He that has seen me has seen the Father. It's going to get gooder. Look at your neighbor and say, it's getting good. It's getting gooder right now. Here's what I want you to know. Everything that Jesus had and could do, you can have and do. Know what I mean about gooder? That's gooder. <laughs> Listen to Romans 8, 11. Here it is in the scriptures. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. That means that God is in you. And I know that you're thinking, well, that's talking about at the resurrection, after we've died and our bodies will be resurrected. But look at what happens before you're resurrected. He lives in you. God lives in you. That's what I meant when I said you're full of God. So it's not just talking about our Life after death and our resurrected bodies. You 
you who have been filled with Holy Spirit have all the same qualities that made Christ amazing dwelling in you. Everything that Jesus had in him, you have in you. He said, I must go away so that the Spirit or Holy Spirit would come, the Comforter. He's not just someone who comes along and pats you on the back. No, he's the one that comes alongside of you and says, listen, what I did, you can do. If Jesus had it, then so can you. You ought to shout hallelujah. That was a shouting moment. (laughs) If Jesus had it, then so can you. If Jesus did it, then so can you. John 14, 12 puts it this way. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. I know you think that's impossible. Do you know that there's a, there was one that went before us not that long ago who actually raised more people from the dead than Jesus did? Smith Wigglesworth. It's noted, verified. Raised more people from the dead than Jesus did when he walked on the earth. That's greater works. I don't know. What, do you know what the count is? Something somewhere north of 12 or 13, maybe 21. People raised from the dead. Grab onto this truth that living in you is the same spirit that was in Christ Jesus. 14? He looked it up. There's more. There is a fullness of atoning efficacy in his blood. I got to use big words now and then to prove I went to college. But efficacy just is effectiveness. It's a fullness of atoning efficacy. You know what it means to atone? That means that it comes from an Old Testament practice when the priests would lay their hands on a, uh, on a lamb, a, a lamb that was for sacrifice, and they would place their hands on him, and that lamb was taking on the sins of the people of Israel. He was atoning for their sins. And that's what those words mean, atoning effectiveness. That's what happens when you partake of the blood of Jesus Christ like we just did. We recognize in those emblems that he, by the power of his blood and sacrifice, atones for our sins. He exchanges his righteousness for our filth and dirt. Here it is in the scriptures. The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Because of that, the grandeur and capability of his blood, even a murderer can be forgiven. In the Old Testament, it was just eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. 
happened to be in that zone when, when God was giving the law to Moses right now in my own personal devotions. And it, it's harsh. If somebody kills somebody, that person gets killed. That's it. But when Jesus comes along, cleanses us from all sin, you can be forgiven. That doesn't mean you won't pay a penalty here on earth. And there's a fullness of justifying righteousness in his life. <laughs> Look at this verse. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad you don't live in your sin, but you live free from your sin and its penalty? That's sanctifying or justifying righteousness. Because of his life, it's just as if you had never sinned. No condemnation. No blame. No finger pointing. When you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, your sins are forgiven. also a fullness of efficacy in his resurrection from the dead for by it he has begotten us again to a living hope 1 Peter 1 3 for by it he has begotten us again to a living hope <laughs> should I die before I'm raptured there will be a resurrection hallelujah Again, that word efficacy just means effectiveness. There is a fullness of triumph in his ascension. Listen to this from Ephesians 4.8. When he went up to the highest place, he led away many prisoners and gave gifts to people. Aren't you glad you're a recipient of the same life? He, he went up. He ascended, if you will. But he led away many prisoners and gave gifts to people. There's a fullness in Christ Jesus, but it doesn't stop there. I'm, I, I said the title of the message is Grace Upon Grace or Heaps of Grace. Listen to these. There is a fullness of blessings of every sort and every shape in God. There's a fullness of grace to pardon Grace to pardon. You know what it is to be pardoned? Every new president, and when they're outgoing, you know what they do just before they leave office? They choose prisoners to pardon. It's not saying in this case, because they're not Jesus. They, they, they can't take away their, their sin. They can't take away their guilt. What they are saying, however, is in spite of your guilt, you are pardoned. That's what Jesus done for every single one of you. You were guilty. You deserve to be penalized. But Jesus took those stripes on his back. He shed his blood. He gave his life. He hung on that cross so you could be pardoned. Fullness of grace to pardon. There's a fullness of grace to regenerate. Thank God that he keeps regenerating us. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you folks today. Learn this watching YouTube. 
But if your sweet peppers in your refrigerator are getting limp, dip them in a bowl of ice water. They will regenerate. They can be returned to crispy. Now, if they're rotten, this isn't a resurrection, it's just regeneration. I don't want you going away from me. That preacher lied to me. (laughs) Regeneration. Hallelujah. He gives us life. And he gives us the energy to keep moving, to keep going towards him. There's a fullness to sanctify. Sanctify means to be set apart unto God. And, And because of his great grace, he helps us walk out life with him, being separated unto him. It's pulling away from, and some of you experienced this. Everybody that has experienced this, stand up and shout hallelujah, that he has sanctified me, that I, I'm no longer lost. I'm no longer in sin. I'm no longer walking paths that I used to walk, but I've been sanctified, set apart unto the Lord. He's given me strength to walk his way. There's a fullness of grace to preserve. How many of you have been preserved? There were those moments when, when you were looking at something that you used to love and the grace of God came to you in that moment and you said, no, nah, I'm not walking that way. I'm preserved. I'm set aside for the Lord. Some of you still do canning. You preserve things to be eaten on a latter date. Hallelujah. That's what God does for us. Preserves us for that moment. There's grace for that. Grace to even perfect. I'm a new creation. Brand new man. Old things are passed away. I've been born again, the old song says. And guess what? There's a fullness at all times, too. Uh, a, A fullness of comfort in affliction. A fullness of guidance in prosperity. We need God whenever we're going through the struggles, and we need Him even when you're in full on prosperity. Yeah. You need Him then. Perhaps more. Because it's easy to walk away when everything's good, when you don't really need God. That's why the Word says it's harder for a rich man to come into the kingdom than it is uh, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Because when you got everything you need, why do I need God? You need fullness of guidance even in prosperity when things All is well. All is good. You need his fullness. But there's grace for that too. Grace. All you need when you need it. In fact, there's a fullness of every divine attribute. Fullness of wisdom, fullness of power, and a fullness of love. Get writing, writing, busy, busy, busy. Fill in those notes. But this is what we have in God, a fullness of wisdom. He gives what wisdom when we need wisdom. If you pause, 
If you wait on him, he'll give you what you need. You know what our greater trouble is? It's patience. The pause. We don't like the pause. We always, here's what we do. Here's what, especially here in today's modern culture here in America, we fill every space with something. Noise. But you gotta, you got to cut the noise out so you can hear him. So you can listen for him. He'll give you wisdom. A fullness of power. It's all in Christ who is in you. The fullness of his love. Somebody needs God's agape love, not just human love. Not just human passion or even human care. We need God's kind of love that looks beyond all of that. So how do we put it to use? Let me bring it to a close. That artesian well that I spoke of, when they are discovered, they're always discovered as just, it's a wet spot that never goes dry. We go away to a cabin, there are three that are literally three, and I've never seen them dry. I've seen one of them barely trickling, but there's there's a spot where we go, and this is in the mountains. This is in the mountains. There's the, somebody has put a, a hose, literally. So imagine for a moment, there are three garden hoses. They put up three of them, hooked them up, and there's water's just gushing out of them all of the time. Always. Somebody put a pipe on that artesian well that I spoke of, and it was in the side of a field. Now for us, it was just an overabundance for quenching our thirst and even cooling off. That was our very limited view of it. I get to enjoy fresh water when I need fresh water. Limited view, right? Think of what it was capable of. Because I'm not lying to you when I tell you that pipe was that big around and it was shooting water out that far. Always. That means there was enough pressure off a pipe that big around with water gushing out of it constantly. Could have supplied 40 homes with water. Or, or watered hundreds and hundreds of acres of crops. And I don't know what's happening with it. I don't know if some, at this point there's got to be houses around that area and somebody's utilizing that water that's coming out of the ground, assuming it's still doing that. Look at this passage from Colossians 1.19. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. Who lives in you? Oh, I'm asking, who lives in you? Who lives in you? For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. Who lives in you? He is in you. You're full of God. My 
question for you is, are you accessing that abundant supply of God's grace? <laughs> because like that artesian well, it never went dry. It's always flowing with the water. You have a never-ending supply. Are you accessing it? On a Friday night, I have family that plays in the same basketball league that our Mario Trinidad and his family, they play in it upward. And so we were there, and at, at the right time, I, I watched this happen. Mario's oldest daughter came up to him and said, Dad, I want a snack. Can I go get a snack? Because they had a little snack bar over there at that church. And she said, can I have a snack? And there was a little back and forth. And then I saw Mario reach into his wallet and pull out his ATM card, put it in her hand. And, and I, I thought, she has no idea. You're following me now on this, aren't you? She has no idea what access that gave her. She could have literally bought out everything. Now, I, I'm sure she understands this because she's old enough to understand she ain't buying all that. So there were limitations as it was, but I, I've said this before to you. I could go over to Wawa right now. I could empty every shelf in that store. Every shelf. I could get all of the candy, all of the chips, all of the milk, all of the sodas. I could do that. I'm capable of doing that. But I know better. And I have some wisdom with my money. My point in saying all of this to you is this. I have unlimited access. If I wanted to, I could spend my money and boom. I'd be a waste and there'd probably be a divorce to follow. <laughs> but you understand, I have access. Mario's daughter, who's sitting here right now, had access to the entire checking account. She had no idea, but neither do you. Are you accessing the abundant supply of God's grace? Because we've been given open access to this fullness of God in Christ. We he gave you the ATM. He gave you the card to his unlimited supply. Our infinite God lives in us. This stream is always flowing like that artesian well I spoke of earlier. And it springs up as free, as rich, as full as ever. Never goes empty. Our limitless God is in us.
What are we accessing? What are we grabbing hold of? We treat him like he's broke. We operate like God's a welfare system. And we only get a little bit. You have an unlimited supply. So come, believer. Come, Minister Robert. In fact, any of you that are on the worship team, come on up here if you're here. I want you to help him out because I want you to do this song and I want people to catch this. We're ending with good worship. God supplies this to us so that we may bring his abundance to the world in need. (laughs) God's not broke. He's not limited. And he didn't give you this so you could just be fat on the gospel. Like me, in using that illustration, if I bought all of the chips and all the candy bars and all the donuts, all I would be was just fat, unhealthy, and incapable of doing what I could do with all that I had. But if I went over there, and if I filled my coffers, and I walked out of that store and I said, here... You look like you could use a treat. Here, it looks like you could use some groceries. You look hungry. Now, now I'm starting to tap into the capabilities of emptying that store and the access that I have. We've barely scratched the surface. And God didn't give it to us so we could just possess it and say, look at me, look what I got. You must be filled yourself before you can help someone else. I want you all to begin to sing. And church, uh, you can get rid of my my notes here at this stage. Let me give you the last verse. Last verse. Because this ties it all together. John 4, 14 says, But those who drink the water I give... will never be thirsty again. And yes, he's talking about spiritual life and spiritual renewal and being born again. But but look, the water I give, the water I give will never be thirsty. It never dries up. It never goes away. This is our infinite God coming to humanity. And look at what it does. It becomes... A fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. <laughs> here, here, yeah, yeah, go ahead and give God praise if you're going to give Him praise. It's an endless supply. It's not just a little. Woo! The eternal, the immeasurable lives inside you. All right, Maria, give them the first, the first of that song because I want you to sing it and I want them to hear it. 
filled with the Spirit right now be a great time. You people that are filled with the Spirit, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Lord. Fill them, Lord. Fill them, Lord. Fill your church up. Fill them up, Lord Jesus. Fill them with that abundance, Lord. Fill them with your abundance, God. Fill them with your abundance, Lord. Inexhaustible, immeasurable, you are in us. And so, God, I pray for these men, these women, these young people. I pray, God, that you fill them up so much 
that they can't contain it and that they choose not to contain it, but they understand they are filled so that they can express. They can express you. They can flow out from them, Lord, will be the beauty of you. The overabundance of you, God, will spew out on others at our workplaces, when we go to school or when we recreate or when we hang out with friends or when we hang out with family, God, that you will be what comes forth from us. Come on, y'all say it as they walk out. Your spirit. Your spirit lives within me, so I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me, my victory, my victory. Your spirit lives within me, so of you that renewed your relationship with God or came back to God, see Randy standing right over here. Would y'all go see him and just needs a little bit of information from you to help us to help you do what's next. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the lehigh valley but around the world we want to do our part in reaching the people that god has entrusted to us with the gospel of jesus christ you can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry god bless you have an amazing day remember you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.